Thank you for downloading the Aging Matters podcast. To find out more about how Transitions Life Care is providing care and comfort for life's changing needs, visit transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Claggett, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. Jason Kong here with the lovely Nicole Claggett <laughs> with Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, how are you? doing this evening? You know, I'm doing really well, and it says a lot. You got me out of my home tonight, and I have family visiting that I haven't seen in 10 years. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring them all to the studio You know, here, I should you know? have. That would have been fun. You could have wore them out a little bit. You know, they could do half the show. You and I, I could scared go them. <laughs> take a coffee break. That would have been fun. But no, no, I appreciate you making it out. We, we always love having you on, Nicole. You do such a wonderful job on this show, and this show will be no different because we're going to be talking about assisted living. Living, and this is a concept we've discussed before, but you know, again, with so many aspects of caregiving, it's important to sort of get ahead of these things and do some planning and sort of do some research beforehand before you're thrusted into a, a caregiving crisis. So, Nicole, we've got a wonderful guest here in the studio. We've got Jody Bwin. She's a director of community relations for Avondale Assisted Living. And Jody, thank you so much for coming in oh, this evening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. This is going to be great. Yeah. So assisted living, uh, we often call is the wild, wild west of healthcare <laughs> out there because you see one and you see one. There are just so many different assisted living communities and there are so many different levels of care. And, mm -hmm. you know, I often talk to families when they're considering making a move for their loved one for the, from the home that they've been living in for some time to a different home that they really, really think about the big picture. You know, what diagnosis does your loved one have? What chronic conditions do they have? Because that will really inform, I think, the choice that you make for the future of their long-term care. But one thing we definitely don't want to do is constantly move a person from one place to another. So an improper sure. placement is a, is a huge heartache for a lot of family caregivers mm -hmm. that we work with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is such a challenge for people because obviously most people want to stay in their home forever. Yeah. And so when they are faced with the decision that honestly, we can't care for you in the home, it's too cost ineffective, it's not a safe environment, then they have to look elsewhere. And of course, assisted living would be that, that next option for people. But because it can be overwhelming, just as you pointed out, having so many different options out there, and the options are changing daily, it seems. I <laughs> it mean, yeah. uh, we are a care home. You know, mm -hmm. that's a whole nother concept with assisted living. But there's other options out there as well. And so it can be overwhelming. So I always like love when people can prepare and that's what's going to make it an easier transition for their loved one it's going to make it easier on their lives because obviously most of these people are working adult uh, children mm -hmm. and so uh, just to keep it simplified preparing is everything so preparing questions to ask visiting um, and most critical is to try to visit prior to need. Yeah, and preparing is huge. And so, you know, oftentimes we are so crisis driven in our own lives, right? We don't deal with True. anything until it's like right in our face screaming at us. True. And so when you're caring for a loved one who is older and has chronic conditions and a lot of complications related to it, that's really not your best bet. You really need to sit there and think about 
the future before it really hits you because when you're in a crisis, you may not have all the same amount of choices as you would if you were thinking about it. Right, right. Earlier on. A lot of these places, especially the good places, right, have wait lists. Mm -hmm. And people aren't aware of that until Mm -hmm. they go to visit and they say, oh, I love this place. It's everything that I want. But it might be a year out, a two-year wait list even, Mm -hmm. or further. So people really need to start looking prior to need. And they need to consider especially the development of their loved one going forward. What cares might they need going forward? They might be in pretty good shape now, but as you mentioned earlier, you really don't want to have to move people more than once or twice in their lifetime. So you want to try to get all the care services you can all at once if possible, or as many as possible, and make sure you're choosing the right fit for your loved one. And oftentimes, you know, a big sort of objection that people have is, well, you know, I don't really want to tour these places yet because mom's not ready. Or mom mm-hmm. may say, I'm mm-hmm. not ready. But it's okay to take a tour, mm-hmm. to get on the list. Yep. And just because the building community calls you up and says, we have a room available, yeah. doesn't mean you have to take it. True. So it's not like True. you're written in cement there. You can say, you know what, we're not quite ready yet. Please keep me on the list. Right. And then right. when there's another availability, they'll call you up. <laughs> and so it's much better to have an option to refuse versus you begging people to to, to take your loved one Absolutely. In. Absolutely. Plus, what people really need to realize, too, is when they do go out to tour these places, they're getting counseling from the sales staff, the mm-hmm. marketing staff, whoever is touring them, is helping them guide their um, uh, what talking points when mm-hmm. they go in front of their loved one so that they can convince their loved one that this is the best decision. Mm-hmm. And they're also giving them lots of information to go forward so that they can make a good decision too. Um, it's, it's critical that people understand upfront what they're wanting for their loved ones so that they're down to maybe one or two options. So they're not overwhelming their loved one Mm -hmm. either. I mean, that's especially critical with assisted living because oftentimes we're dealing with dementia. Mm -hmm. And so it easily can become overwhelming for the resident themselves. So it's great when families can isolate and know this is the place for you and visiting it they oftentimes can take pictures and use that as talking Mm -hmm. tools when they do meet with their loved one at a later date and to have that big talk. One of the things too that I think a family caregiver needs to take in mind when you start going around looking with your loved one in mind is truly keep your loved one in mind not Mm -hmm. what your preferences are and what you find beautiful and appealing right so absolutely you know we are you know in this specifically in the nucleus area of Raleigh Durham and Chapel Hill we have so many options for assisted living independent living and so on and so forth and there are there are literally growing up left and right in brand new beautiful places that look a lot like what you might think would be really awesome to have in your house. Those granite countertops, mm-hmm, those stainless right? steel appliances, right. these plush rugs, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to look beyond that, right? Because some of the older buildings even, you know, they may not be as beautifully furnished as some of the newer ones, but really what it's going to need to come down to is that level of quality of care. True. You need to talk to those buildings uh, about, you know, their staff turnover rate. You need to watch for the interactions between those personal care assistants or the certified nursing assistants and the residents because the reality of it is 
these CNAs or the nursing assistants are the backbones of these of these properties. And so if you don't have if you have a high turnover rate or if you don't have what you see as a lot of really good interaction going on between those individuals and the residents, that's really going to ultimately be the quality of life that your loved one receives. Absolutely. I mean, no way is a floral arrangement going to care for your loved one, right? So <laughs> Makes you feel better a little bit, though. <laughs> it looks gorgeous yeah, in yeah, the entryway, yeah. right? Yeah. But ultimately, especially with assisted living, it's all about the care. Um, and that is critical. So yes, I always tell people or try to coach people to ask about the care ratio. How many how many residents does each caregiver have to take care of? That's really, really important because in some places they're overwhelmed. They don't have time to spend with the with the loved ones that and they mm-hmm. want to be able to spend time with the residents, but they don't have that luxury, right? And so oftentimes they're rushed, it feels rushed, they're exhausted. All of that plays into the care. And so it's really, really important that um, the quality of care is there, that they do have a little bit more flexibility in terms of what they can offer the people. And being able to tailor the care to the individual, getting to know the mm-hmm. individual is really, really important and what their needs are. Um, so that's that's really important. And equally important, I believe, too, is the oversight of the care. Um, and knowing what systems do you have in place um, to track medication management, for instance. What safety features do you have in, in the home or the community? Um, a lot of these are very, very important aspects in addition to still understanding what type of activities do you offer. Um, how often is that changed? Is Do you do one-on-one activities? Because a lot of times with assisted living, people are more in a one-on-one type of activity um, mode, so to speak, versus group setting um, type uh, level of care. So that is equally important. So engagement is very important on assisted living level. Yeah, asking those questions and knowing what to expect is very key. We're having a great discussion with Jody Bewin. She is the Director of Community Relations for Avondale Assisted Living. And we're going to continue our conversation right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. You are listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. I want to remind you if you want to find more information about Transitions Life Care, who is celebrating their 40th anniversary, you can go online to Transitions Life Care. Org. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest this evening is Jody Bewin. She is the Director of Community Relations for Avondale uh, Assisted Living, and we're having a conversation all about assisted living, Nicole. Yeah, yeah. I really love this conversation, especially because it is probably one of the most complicated levels of long-term care. Um, obviously, there's a set level of care that's provided, but outside of that, it is just, there's just so many different options. It's almost like buying that, you know, car with all the various different offerings, options. Do you want a moonroof? Do you want a, you, you know, do you want heated seats? I, and I actually understand there are now <laughs> cooling seats. So that, I guess we could use those in the South sometimes. I haven't felt that yet this year. But um, let's talk a little bit about pricing because my understanding, um, the last I checked into this, is that there are basically two types of pricing. There is sort of a flat rate and then there is a tiered rate. 
Right, or a la carte. There is actually a third as well that I've seen out there. Um, and that is a really critical part of touring as well. Understand, if you can, ahead of touring, what your budget is, is very important. Review the finances and know approximately what you might be able to afford monthly before you go out. Um, because that, that will be really important, as part of, obviously, as part of your decision. Well, but, and a misnomer is Medicare pays for this. Well, exactly. And, and it does mis- does not. Yeah, Miss, yeah. Uh, Medicare will pay for the health component of it, so doctor visits, that sort of thing. But yes, it usually is private pay. There are subsidies such as uh, VA aid and attendance, as well as getting um, long-term care insurance can play into it. Some assisted living facilities will also uh, allow for Medicaid, so that's a good question to ask. If you ran out of funds, could they transition to Medicaid? Not all of them. In fact, most of them do not. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good question to ask. But yeah, it is important to understand, too, is it all-inclusive? What does all-inclusive mean? Um, Because that, too, just that term alone can be different between communities and care homes and such. Mm -hmm. So it is important to know all the costs, and by all the costs, I also mean the entry fees. Um, Most assisted livings will have entry fees of of some sort or another. So you need to play, uh, play that into the equation. And there is some negotiation in some of this as well for folks. Some listening. For some communities, some not. So yeah. again, that varies as well. Um, it just depends on the community and what they choose, just as as well as you know the care that they provide. Some can provide more care than others. So it truly is um, kind of up to each of the communities as well in terms of what they present. So one of the great questions that I think people should ask um, is really, first of all, educate yourself on the disease processes that your loved one has. So whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, they have congestive heart failure or they have uh, lung disease or they have diabetes or dementia or whatever it is, kind of look, and I know we don't like to do this, but kind of look into the future because most of these disease processes have a general kind of way that they fall out to the end and and look at that and learn about that and what's what's it going to look like you know if this disease process is the process that ultimately results in your loved one's death down the road what does that look like in two years in five years in seven years in ten years and then back up because if it looks like at some point they're going to need to be fed and changed and turned and positioned and needing more than one person to assist them and so on and so forth if if it looks like that that will be you know ultimately where things fall, you need to make sure that you find out from the from the place that you're going to place your loved one, kind of what co- constitutes them telling you to, you need to move on to a different level of care. Right. Or at which point does the level of care change the price point? Mm-hmm. So that's very important. What criteria is in place to say that now my price is going to increase and how frequently will that happen right. over the course of years uh, going forward and, you know there and there are some assisted living communities in the area some literally are more for your general frail elder you know just typically your elder that needs you know a little bit extra supervision and some meal preparation and medications and you know maybe a little supervision and assistance in the shower but if it starts to get to the point where they start needing to be fed and mm-hmm. things of that nature 
they don't want to specialize in that. So they'll tell you, you need to move on. Right. Um, while there are others on the way other side of the spectrum that almost touch nursing home level of care where they have literal RNs on staff mm-hmm. at all times. And mm-hmm. they can even provide, you know, a two-person assist and they can provide even um, assistance with feeding, you know, with feeding or even um, special tracheotomy equipment. So there mm-hmm. are, you know, mm-hmm. there's this huge mm-hmm. scale. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the more robust um, assisted living communities tend to be a little bit more pricey. Exactly, exactly. You you are paying for what you're getting. Right. So, right. and that's something that people really need to understand is that um, either you pay initially or you're going to pay gradually. You, you know, there's just the various. Uh, no matter what you're going to pay. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're going to pay, yeah, um, yeah. and you just need to be aware of that, right? Um, so, yeah, it's challenging for sure for people to navigate. So you're here um, actually representing a branch of assisted living. And and so Avondale is a group of family care homes. Right. So what's the difference between a family care home and a general traditional assisted living community? Sure. So Avondale assisted living is licensed assisted Mm -hmm. living, but we have family care homes and they're actual houses in residential neighborhoods. We have 10 of them currently in the triangle area along with a couple franchise homes as well. And what we offer is that intimate setting for people. Um, Basically, we have a three-to-one care ratio. So we have one caregiver who is also a med tech. All of our staff is med tech certified, so anyone can manage medications. And that's for our three residents. so you don't so, do the five residents, you do three. We do a total of six residents oh, okay. in every home, but we have two caregivers okay. during the day. Okay. Uh, we have one on at night currently, um, though that might be changing as well going forward um, because we do accept two-person assist lifts. Mm-hmm. And we do, the difference between us and some assisted living is that we do have a little bit broader range in terms of the care that we can offer. Mm-hmm. We can offer uh, catheter and colostomy care. Mm-hmm. Um, we can offer, you know, people can bring in jerry chairs if they need it. We do the transfer assist. Um, We can do all the bathing, dressing, grooming, all the care that they need, you know, for the most part. But it's very intimate, um, tailored care that we're offering and engagement for that matter. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of us, I believe, is the fact that people will get the care they need when they need it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what's really, really nice. Uh, They don't have to wait 10, 15 minutes while you're passing meds down the hallway to everybody Mm -hmm. before they can be uh, toileted, let's say, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're able to not, I believe, have less um, possibilities of falls mm-hmm. because we're we have our eyes on our residents. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, they're sitting in the living room, uh, right. talking with each other, engaging. We have full time activity director as well as uh, three activity assistants. We're growing our company so that we're going to have three LPNs in our homes as well as an RN who oversees all of our LPNs as well. Um, we have a bus with a lift, so we're a lot like the big boys out there right right <laughs> but we offer it in a much more intimate setting so what's the price point for living in uh, a family care home such as yours sure um so we range from about fifty five hundred dollars all the way up to eighty five hundred dollars depending on the home and also depending on the care needs we do an assessment on everybody because our 
what's most important to us is to make sure that it's a good fit for both people. It's mm-hmm. a good fit for your parent. It's a good fit for um, us as well. And the other residents, because it is more exactly. intimate. You know, exactly. You, you don't want to bring somebody in who's just going to be agitating in personality right. into everybody right. else. You know, right. Through. A small care home is not necessarily um, the best fit for everybody. Some people love a, a lot of activities and right. being able to have that big group uh, socializing type setting. We do that, but on occasion. We'll have parties. We'll bring people out together, 12 people at a time for outings, that sort of thing. But it is mostly for people who want a quieter setting and who need more one-on-one engagement. So if folks want more information, how would they go about getting that? They can reach me. <laughs> and my number is 919, or excuse me, 984-365-1318. I'd be more than happy to talk with them, learn about what their situation is, what they're looking for, their needs, as well as schedule a tour for any of our homes. That phone number to get a hold of Jody is 984-365-1318. 984-365-1318. Again, Jody Bwin, thank you so much for coming oh, in this evening. Thank we you. Appreciate I really it. appreciate you having me. Well, we loved having you on the show. This was a fascinating conversation. If you want to hear more of it, again, head on over to WPTF.com. Head over to the Aging Matters section, and there you can find... Uh, this episode when we uh, finish up the program tonight, as well as every other episode that we've done of Aging Matters. Stick around, back with more right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claygate from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Transitions Life Care, and you can find more about them online at transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. And Nicole, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. You've brought a new guest here in the studio. I'm super excited to have with us today Nancy Stoffel-Corty, and she is with Senior Helpers, and she is their catalyst. Oh, that's a fun title. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, creativity can help when you have a diagnosis. And I love, love, love this topic. Um, One of the trainings that I do is called Do You Know Who I Am? And it's all about helping healthcare professionals be more empathetic to a person with a diagnosis instead of thinking them first as that person who has diabetes and hypothyroidism and dementia or whatever it may be. Think about who that person has been prior to all those diagnoses. Because the reality of it is none of us want to be remembered by the sum of our diagnosis. We want to be remembered by the things that we've been passionate about and we've enjoyed throughout our lives. Correct. I think one of the things that really drew me to wanting to work with Frank Coker at Senior Helpers was the first thing he said to me was, remember when you meet someone, we want to connect them to the person they were before they needed us. And senior helpers as a whole has the philosophy that we try to focus on what that person can do and not what they cannot do. And so a lot of times we we really have to kind of look around the space where they're living and there may be a picture or a painting or something that gives you these clues as to what really sings to that person. Music is a great way to connect with that person. And what happens is it enlivens 
that connection between the caregiver and the care recipient. What So many times what I see is when I talk with a family and I'm asking them what they need and they're not really sure. So I ask them a lot of pointed questions. But when I hear their laundry list, they sound like they're giving me the care of a pet mm-hmm. for the weekend mm-hmm. instead of their mom. And I just want to cringe. I want to finish their sentences and say, you know, and, and dancing with mom Instead and of painting and- with mom <laughs> yeah. and hula hooping or, you know, maybe you can't. I remember a couple years ago, I did a class where you could dance with someone in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was amazing. When I found myself a couple years ago in a wheelchair, um, I, I would just think, you know, my kids would, they meant well. Yeah. But they... They had this this dress rehearsal. Yeah, with they did. Me. With, they did. Uh, they did to you, not with you. Right, yeah. right. And they would take me in my wheelchair, and they'd sit me at the end of the driveway so I could get sun. And I'd sit there, and people would be walking by, and you know, it was like I was just this inanimate object. And and one day I realized that I could wiggle, and get to the part of the driveway where there was an incline, mm-hmm. and. To me, that was that was scared my daughter to death, but I went Wee! flying down the driveway, and my hair was blowing, and she's screaming after me, and then we just laughed and laughed, and I said, what was the worst thing I could have that could have happened? I have all these casts on. If I would have fallen out, I could have broken a cast, but, but it felt so good. I felt alive. Mm-hmm. I had been laying for so long, and I had the good fortune that I could tell my kids that. Right. People with with dementia can't. Or a stroke. Or a stroke. They're they're sitting in imprisoned in their bodies and maybe they want to feel the wind in their hair. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to hear that song that they dance to. And in their mind they're dancing. Um, we started putting these books by Maggie Grace in the homes a couple years ago. They were Stories of Creative Elder Care by Maggie Ann Grace. And it's with six cents caring. And it actually gives different ideas um, because not everybody has that creative brain. Right, right. And something as simple as sorting Cheerios and nuts and bolts out of a, a bowl or doing socks, mm-hmm. pairing socks when you warm them up with maybe some essential oils mm-hmm. in, the, in the dryer. Just different things where... There's that connection. You know, my my husband's father is uh, several years ago now um, ended up passing away from a metastasized brain tumor. But he was sitting in a long-term care facility up in Maryland, and I went up there to visit, and literally all he was doing, he was just in a bed all day long, 24-7, not speaking, not eating. And, you know, I I was talking to my husband about what are some of the things that he used to enjoy. And he was a lineman, so he worked for Baltimore Gas and Electric, and he was up and down poles his entire career, you know, fixing power. So you brought him in a pole dancer? I did not bring him in a pole (laughs) dancer. But I did find something that had a lot of the gizmos and gadgets that he would have been accustomed to utilizing when Mm -hmm. he was a lineman. And as soon as I put that in front of him, he just lit up like a Christmas tree. And he started fidgeting around with things and then started telling me a story about when he fell and broke both of his wrists off of a pole. And he literally had not been communicating in days. And then after that experience, you know, he was able to eat. And, you know, and while ultimately he still had a terminal diagnosis, we were able to bring some joy to him where he was literally just sitting there, you know, sort of imprisoned in himself. Right, right. I think so much people want to know 
like you mentioned earlier in, in the broadcast, they want to know everything that's that's going on when really you just have to focus on that step. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see the whole staircase. Mm-hmm. You just need to focus on that day and giving that person the best day possible. Mm-hmm. And if it's just reading to them, if it's just painting with them or putting lotion mm-hmm. on on their hands and, and touch, touch is so important. So many times when we're caregiving, we feel like that person doesn't need touch anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, they are just, you know. There, there's a there's a video that people can Google. It's called Mini Remembers. And she kind of remembers the stages of when, you know, she was younger all the way to when she was older. And, you know, she, she talks towards the end about, you know, her children come and they do their visits and they're mm-hmm. there. But nobody knows me as Minnie anymore. Nobody touches right. me. And she was very lonely. Even though, even though everyone was doing what they felt was the right thing to do, she didn't have that feeling of human connection anymore. And she missed it. And she didn't have a cognitive impairment, so she was able to verbalize it. But to her, that was a huge loss in her life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of programs out there. And I think the the trend is moving towards um, putting more movement into diagnoses with Parkinson's. Um, we've just signed on to do a, a program with Mark Morris for dance for PD. But all neurological um Disorders, it, disorders, and- yeah, will will work with that sort of thing. I think it's important that people, if they can move, continue to move, and when they can't move, do something where they're stimulated. Mm-hmm. That it's not just so much sitting there with their caregiver. It it makes it go a lot faster for the caregiver itself. Um, they create this this bond. That De- definitely that is really and it's and it's wonderful for the family to see as well. So I think sometimes, you know, as a family that might be listening right now it might seem overwhelming. Well, gosh, mom used to be an amazing painter or mom, perhaps, you know, was this avid gardener. And so you think about the way they used to do something. And it is so hard to wrap your head around, you know, how do we how can we actually modify what they used to do and make it something that is a, a quality engaging activity for them now. So when we get back from the break, I would love to talk a little bit about how people can break some of those things down. Okay. We will do just that with our guest, Nancy Stolfo-Corti. She's a catalyst with Senior Helpers, and we'll continue our conversation right after this break. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Claykitt, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest in the studio right now is Nancy Stolfo-Corti, and she's a catalyst with Senior Helpers. And we're talking all about creative ways that we can care for our loved ones and dealing with uh, a long-term care or a, a health care crisis and some creative and interesting ways that we can help our loved ones. Yeah, I mean, joy is such a huge thing. And I think we really underestimate the power of joy and how that really can help a person recover or if they can't recover, at least accept where they're at. I would love to just spend a few minutes, Nancy, talking a little bit about how we might be able to break down some traditional activities that that loved one may have been passionate about before and how we can adapt them to what their needs are now. Right, right. 
I know myself when I could no longer get up and go into the kitchen and cook, it was really important for me that my family continued to cook so that I could smell and hear the chopping mm-hmm. and, and participate or even tell them how to make things mm-hmm. if that person is available to do that. When I had my family care home, I would get all the ladies around the table in the morning and we would discuss something that we were going to cook. Mm-hmm. And they all had memory issues. Yep. But it was funny how um, something would just spark their interest. We had this sign that hung in the kitchen and it said, wicked chickens lay <laughs> deviled eggs. Needless to say, we would make deviled eggs almost every day. (laughs) And you can only eat so many deviled eggs. So then we would um, take these and we would bring them to the neighbors. And Mm -hmm. so that created this connection with our neighbors. They may not have been able to peel the eggs, but they would count the eggs Mm -hmm. or put them in in a basket. Just this communal... um, gathering of how women used to do things in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So if someone has this passion for cooking, just make them participate, have them come into the kitchen. Uh, Either you wheel them in there, maybe have them sort pasta. So it's like it's deconstructing, you know, you you hear you see on all these fancy, you know, TV cooking shows now, everything's all about ooh the deconstructed cake, the deconstructed appetizer. How about deconstruct the recipe and figure out what parts can that person participate in? You know, maybe they can't because they're too shaky, actually measure the amount of flour it needs to be. But maybe you put it in the measuring cup and then they dump it in. Maybe they can stir maybe they can you know and so really just looking at the step-by-step mechanics of the actual activity you want to participate in and know you know where they can have a success moment right right and then maybe it's something that they didn't do before Mm -hmm. you never know um there are maybe things like painting that they never had the opportunity because they were busy as young mothers or or fathers and you can give them colors and paintbrushes or sponges, and you'd be surprised the creativity that comes out of people just seeing the colors and the textures. Um, we have a woman that was uh, sewed most of her children's clothes, and she has a wonderful sewing room. While she can't go up to her sewing room anymore, we'll bring her little swatches of fabrics and let her touch those textures. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like she's thinking about them or sorting buttons when she was making these clothes for her children. And so it's not so much even the activities that they know, but maybe try to find something that they didn't participate in that they could find some interest and, and, and do now that gives them that creativity in that moment. And it's really important to focus on their senses. You know, what does it smell like? Um, sometimes people can't smell, so then you would want something tactical. Mm-hmm. One of the programs that really inspired me on this creative journey, and they do, unfortunately they don't do it anymore, was at the Museum of Art. They had the traveling trunks, and each of these trunks had a reproduction of a piece of art that was at the Museum of Art. And they laminated them, and so you could have a group of like 10 or 12 participants. And if the picture had a still life, inside that box, they had essential oils that smelled like the lemon that was in that still life. Mm -hmm. If there were flowers, they had like a 
tulip, mm-hmm. a silk tulip for everyone to pass around. Uh, if there was lace, they had lace so people could see and feel the lace. So I kind of used that as a tenet of how we would make these little creative packages sometimes for our our clients, especially if you don't know what their interests were or if they don't have the ability to tell you. And it's amazing. We're just stimulating the senses. They can connect with their caregivers. So as family caregivers, sometimes we really have to rein in our feelings of pity or sadness for that loved one we're caring for. I mean, I've been a family caregiver twice, and there were moments when I was caregiving for my grandfather and my friend when their ability levels were diminishing that I was trying to find moments of success But at the same time, I was sad remembering how strong they were in the past. And it's important to recognize those feelings and sometimes share those feelings with that person because another thing that happens is that person, we all want to act so rosy around them that we don't give them a a chance to process their grief for what they've experienced. So it's sort of a balance there. But on the other side, if they're having a moment of success to try to kind of keep your emotion in check and not feel bad for where they were. And I, you know, I always tell my caregivers, don't focus on what they can't do. Mm-hmm. It's focus. hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on on what they can still do, and and not, I mean, you, grieving is a process, and you have to recognize that and own it. But then set it aside mm-hmm. because it's not going to serve you no. in the process of of going through this journey. I used to have terrible back pain. But I don't have back pain anymore because I have other pain. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a blessing. And I look at that and I think, wow, all that money I spent for chiropractors when all I had to do was, you know, bust, bust, a, knee. bust a couple knees and, and, and my back doesn't bother me at all anymore. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> Finding um, bless in the mess, right, as Irma Bombeck right. would say. So talk to us a little bit about senior helpers and how you can connect people to resources such as the ones we've been talking about today. So um, Senior Helpers is a in-home care agency, and what kind of sets us apart is that we do try to connect people to the people they were before they needed us. But we have, all of us collectively, have been doing this for a very, very long time. I mean, myself, 30 years (laughs) I've been in the caregiving uh, realm. So we know of resources and you know, different programs that are out there. So if we're not the right fit for you, at least let us connect you to the resources that you need so that you can have that joy on in your daily lives and, and this caregiving journey won't be as tedious as it can be. Um, we can be reached on the web at seniorhelpers.com forward slash Durham. Our territory goes all the way to the Virginia border uh, we serve most of the triangle, but even those little pockets that nobody wants to go to, <laughs> we have geolocated caregivers in those pockets. Okay, great. Um, we have programs with, like I said, PD for dance and rock steady boxing for uh, Parkinson's patients. And, and we can connect you to those resources if you're interested in, in getting a program for your loved one. And you don't have to be a client of ours. Well, it sounds like, Nancy, that you've been through a huge personal journey yourself. Um, talk to us a little about a bit about, just for a minute, if you would, you know, what you, as, as a person who once received care, what you think most people really appreciate the most when they're in that position. 
Well, I think it's important to note that there are four kinds of people in this world. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> those that give care, mm-hmm. those that are currently receiving care, those that will need care, and um, let's see, did I say all of them? There's four. It's a quote by Rosalind Carter. Um, we're all going to do this journey mm-hmm. at one point and another in one of the roles. I think what's really important is to look at that person as a person, mm-hmm. at not as the person sitting in the wheelchair or the person that that's laying in a bed. Barriers aside. Right. Just try to, to, to look into that person mm-hmm. and and find that that spark that was there and and kindle it. I like to say palms up, arms down, receive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great and way to put it. And it's really hard to do when you are a caregiver. It is to easier to say, care. but hard to do. She is Nancy Stolfo Corti, and she is a catalyst. Man, I love that title. That's such a cool title. With <laughs> seniors, senior helpers, and thank you so much for coming in this evening and talking with you us. You're so welcome. And we're out of time for tonight. Thank you so much for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you. A service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680. WPTF. Have a wonderful night. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.